Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. John McClain, Hall of Fame columnist, joins us, 365 Sports. John, thank you so much. Every Tuesday around 530 uh, with us on 365 Sports. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to play again this year? I don't. I think he likes the attention. Why would he come back and play behind maybe the worst offensive line in the NFL? Zach Wilson's mobile, and I know Rodgers has experience and avoiding a pass rush, but what would be the point? They're not a good team. Their offense is terrible. Their defense is good. Their running game is inconsistent, but their line is terrible. Why, if they're, have, if they're out of the playoff race, why in the world would you bring him back when he's not 100%? John, is Bill Belichick on the hot seat? Oh, he's been on the hot seat, Paul. Mm. Uh, people told me at the combine and covered the team for years. Robert Kraft is not happy with what's happened to the franchise. Kraft wanted Bill O'Brien back. Bill, Bill Belichick said, okay. They thought O'Brien could come back and straighten out Mac Jones. It hadn't happened. As somebody wrote the other day, there was no such thing as the Patriot way. He was the Brady way. And now that Brady's gone, everything about the Patriot way is being exposed. And there is something written by Ben Volan from the Boston Globe saying if they lose the game in Germany, Sunday Belichick might not be on the flight back. And I find that hard to believe that Robert Kraft, after giving him an extension in the offseason, and people say he makes $20 million a year, that he's going to fire him before the season's over. That would be Way too embarrassing for a guy who's meant so much more to that franchise. John, I know this might be a bit of a hot take, but I think the C.J. Stroud kid might be pretty good. <laughs> he might be pretty good. Uh, it's interesting, though. Uh, he had best game of any quarterback in the NFL this season, rookie or veteran. He had one of the greatest games in the history of rookies. It's hard to believe only six rookies in history have come for five touchdowns, and two of them played for the Texans, Deshaun Watson and now Stroud. And he's making a lot of receivers look really good, but they're helping him. Noah Brown from the Cowboys had a great game. Dolphin Schultz from the Cowboys had a great game. But the week before, he had his worst game, 140 yards, uh, no touchdowns, no interceptions, ran for a touchdown. They got beat on a field goal with no time remaining in Carolina. So now they're moving up a weight class. They're going to Cincinnati. And I'm, I've never thought that they were a division title contender. And I never thought they were wild card contender. But now I'm starting to think if they lose to Cincinnati and beat Arizona, they're five and five. Then they got Jacksonville and Denver here. 
they waylaid Jacksonville in Jacksonville. So if they can win those two, give them a three-game winning streak, we're going to start talking about them as a legitimate playoff contender. The game he played against uh, and won with 470 yards and all that, I saw Shereen Williams tweet that it's the greatest single-game performance she's ever seen. Would you be in that neighborhood with him? No. The greatest performance I've seen was in 1990, the Oilers went to Kansas City in December, and it was raining and it was windy. Conditions were terrible. The stands were about half full, and Warren Moon threw for 527 yards, which was second most in history to Norm Van Brocklin's 554, I believe, in 1951. That, because of the condition, this one was indoors, perfect condition, roof closed, and it was impressive. And and the reason I think this game was maybe the most impressive I've seen in Houston pro football is because he's a rookie. They have no running game whatsoever. Their linemen are terrible run blockers. He lost his kicker at halftime, had a running back kicking, and he lost six players during the game that went out and didn't come back. And they get the ball on their own 25, 46 seconds left. I knew they didn't have a prayer. I walked to the press box and saw all these fans leaving. And then 40 seconds later, they'd won the game on his touchdown pass to work to Tank Dell, Dell's second of the game. And I'm thinking, I just witnessed one of the greatest comebacks I've ever seen. And under the circumstances that I just mentioned might be the greatest. John, uh, Josh McDaniels got fired this last week and the Raiders went out and played inspired under Antonio Pierce. Um, uh, Hunter Renfro played in the game, a uh, guy they're paying a lot of money and he just forgot about like all these little things kind of happen. Now, whether the Raiders um, go back to being the Raiders or not still remains to be seen. Um, is anybody going to hire Josh Daniels, uh, Josh McDaniels again to even be a coordinator? I think somebody may hire him as a coordinator when you've got a strong head coach. But again, he made his reputation coaching who? Thomas Tom Brady. Brady. Yeah. And so um, I couldn't, you know, he was fired during the second season at Denver, fired during the second season with the Raiders. They win the game. They beat a, some quarterback named Tommy DeVito. Sounds like a mob enforcer. And <laughs> he, and so they're, they're smoking cigars after the game just showing how much they hated Josh McDaniels. And McDaniels insisted on David Ziegler from the Patriots being the general manager. There's a story out today that Ziegler did not want Jimmy Garoppolo, fought him over it, but McDaniels had final say and he got it. Now they benched him last week in favor of a rookie, Aiden O'Connell, fourth-round pick from Purdue, and they won the game. I don't think they can sustain it. But there, there might not have been a happier team in the NFL, kind of like uh, Ding Dong, the Wicked Witch is dead. Yeah, I, I heard that story from Jay Glazer about Josh McDaniel saying, all right, everybody uh, air your grievances, and then he immediately regretted that decision. He said he wasn't the same after that. I <laughs> guess the players just eviscerated him. And they said he had totally changed after that, was walking around like a zombie, kind of like a dead man walking, and he was. And before Mark Davis, the owner, fired him, he met with kind of a bunch of senior leaders. And, of course, they wanted him out. 
It reminded me when John McAvick was in Kansas City. Players needed it. A bunch of the veterans went to Lamar Hunt's house after a victory. And, I mean, a loss. And aired their grievances and they fired him. And the Longhorns hired him. And uh, it was just, I think the Longhorns hired him afterward. Maybe maybe he was fired there and the Chiefs hired him. But if, if you are universally disliked, and it's one thing to be disliked, but if you're disrespected, that is the kiss of death. John, uh, a fan question. I don't throw these in very often because there's normally not a lot of good to talk about with the commanders or things in general. But uh, what did you think of their decision and just kind of the rationale behind moving on from Chase Young and Montez Sweat last week? Uh, last week? I, Craig, I thought they would get rid of one of them because both of them had expiring contracts. They, they had four number one picks in their defensive line. And you can't pay all of them the big money. They re-signed one of the tackles. So I was stunned when they got rid of both of them. So they had a bunch of nobodies at defensive end, and they go up and they win at New England. People getting a big kick out of the Patriots losing, especially at home, because of the way they embarrassed people throughout the 20-year period Brady was there. And so people can't get enough of beating Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. And I thought Ron Rivera, talk about a dead man walking, <laughs> he's gone. Uh, you got new owners taking over there. Every time they lose, Magic Johnson tweeting about how bad it was. And uh, so I was happy for Rivera, very classic, but he's going to be looking for a new job. John McClain, uh, again, Sports Radio 610 Hall of Fame columnist with us on 365 Sports. Uh, Dave Aranda, a lot of heat. Uh, they're not good. They're 3-6. and six. They lost to Houston, for God's sakes, in overtime. Just from your perspective, John, you, what you've seen from your, your alma mater. I'll tell you this, guys. Dave Aranda, two years ago, was the toast of the town. He didn't just get stupid overnight. They don't have the players. You know, he won with a lot of Matt Rule's players. Now you've got you've to recruit them. The rules have changed. Baylor's got to get with the NIL program like other schools are and, and get better players. And it has to start with the offensive line. If you can't recruit good offensive linemen, you're just spinning your wheel. You know, whatever happened to Rich Reese? Whatever happened to Monterey Baller? Well, you know what? They can't protect the quarterbacks, and they got to get better quarterbacks, and it starts with recruiting. I know a lot of people think it's coaching, but think about that. Did Aranda really get stupid and he didn't coach in a two-year period? No. He knows what he's doing. He's just got to do a better job of recruiting, and I can't wait to see those fighting Baylor Bears tonight against Auburn yep. on ESPN. There you go. John, thank you so much. John McClain, Sports Radio 610 Hall of Fame columnist. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.